0: Hey, welcome to Church of the Sun's podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that this message inspires you, lifts your faith, and brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: Today we're going to feast on the goodness of God. How great God is. How many know God has been good to us this year? We are blessed. I want to talk... Uh, this morning, on growing in gratitude and how all of us kind of move in that direction and do a little better. A couple of weeks ago, I was in the back, and this little boy came up and he handed me this note. I didn't look at it until I got home, but on the front, it simply said, Josiah to Pastor Alex. And then this was the note. Dear Pastor, PJ, my cousin is writing this, but I'm telling her what to write. You're a very nice guy. And preach very well. Love, Josiah. Josiah. Is Josiah here? Are the parents here, Manny and Anna Rodriguez, anywhere? Maybe they're in the first service, but... They're part of our kids' ministry, and we are really excited about what God is doing there. So, I want us uh, this morning to turn to a book that we don't talk about very often, but it's a book that Jesus actually quoted from more than any other book. When he was in the wilderness, he went to this book and quoted it, and it's it's the book of Deuteronomy. Would you say that? Deuteronomy. It's, it's a beautiful name, Deuteronomy. And uh, we're going to look at chapter 8. So pull out your smartphone. And uh, we're in the New Living Translation. It's always good to take notes. And God, how many believe that God always wants to speak a word to us specifically every time uh, that we meet? So, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, and we begin here with verse number 7. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, flowing streams, pools of water, with fountains, springs that gush out in valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, honey, It's a land where food is plentiful, nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone, copper is abundant in the hills. In verse 10, let's read that out loud. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God Moses uh, specifically is speaking to the next generation. They have traversed the wilderness. They made it out, got a few more battles ahead. But Moses, who communicated with God face to face, who was able to transfer his personal relationship with God to the next generation, all of a sudden gives this this relevant reminder that the promised land is coming. Good things are ahead, and you're going to a better place. And I feel like this morning the Holy Spirit is saying, You may not really understand it, but I'm taking you to a better place. I'm taking you where you have never been before, and it is a land of promise. And you are going to see things happen you've never seen before, and don't allow your present circumstance to interrupt where you're going. Hallelujah. You're going to a better place, the promised land. No weapon formed or forged against us will prevail. No enemy will take us out. No intimidation can stop us. No problem can hinder us from going forward into the promised land. He is prophesying the potential of the promise. Then he says in verse number 11, but that is a time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, when your flocks and herds have become very large, your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, say the next two words, be careful, say it again, be careful, be careful. Do not become proud at that time for, and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget, don't have a lapse of memory, that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with his poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with man in the wilderness, food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, wow. I have achieved this wealth, how great I am, with my own strength and energy. But remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. What he is saying is, watch out that when you begin to prosper, you forget it was God that did it. When you begin to see the blessing of the Lord, don't forget from where you came from, don't forget the victories of the past, because when you remember what God did, God becomes even bigger in your present circumstance because you remember When I was in that wilderness, when that enemy was about to take me out, when depression was so strong in my bedroom, and that person I was married to ran off and left me, and I wasn't sure I was going to make it, but the grace of God was evident in my past, and in my crisis, I thought I was alone, but I came out of it. And I'm not gonna forget the victories that I I came through in the past. And he says to this next generation, don't you forget, and we all have a tendency to lose our minds and begin to believe that somehow these things just happened, rather than knowing, yes, that happened, and he was with me. The Lord God Almighty took me out of that. I ought to be dead. I ought to be on the sideline somewhere. I ought to have lost my job. I, ought, I should have lost my mind, but I still have a good mind, and I didn't lose. You have to think about what he did and how, you, how he brought you through that. If not... We lose our perspective and we become the great I am. Look at what I did. You didn't do anything. You only obeyed the Lord. We obey, He brings the blessing. We do what He says, He is the God who intervenes in our circumstance. Hallelujah. And remember, whatever your success in, your family, your home, at school, in sports, in soccer, whatever you're involved in, it's God that gives you the ability and it's God that gives you the wisdom to be able to do it. And God is saying, You better praise me. You ought to lift up your voice and say, Hallelujah around the table at Thanksgiving. Say, God is good. God is good all the time. And the best is ahead. Turn to somebody, tell them the best is ahead. It's getting better. If you have children, how many have, have children, still have them? And want to have them. I learned when our children were very small, very, very small, that the proclivity to say "thank you, Dad," "thank you, Mom," was not in their script. They had the ability that you can give them everything. You can give them their snacks and you can give them their Kool-Aid, and you can give them their soccer outfit, and you can get them a basketball. If you do not train them, they will not understand what life is about so that when they grow up and they're married, they will forget to say thank you for washing my clothes. Thank you for making this meal. Thank you for sharing your insight on this. Thank you for your wisdom. See our lives should be one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Constantly. Thank you. Thank you. I was in a grocery store a few months ago, and I was trying to find something. It wasn't like go to aisle seven and pick up a brush. And it was something I was trying to find out, and this girl came, and she helped me, and then she went over here, and she helped me, and then she went over here, and she, like, went out of her way. I said, I'm going to report you to management. So I went down to the head desk there, and I said, ma'am, I want to report someone to management. Lady looked down, the assistant store manager came out, rather distraught, and "Sir, sir, I want to report one of your people here, how wonderful they are, how gracious they are, how well you train them, and he went from to... Praise me. <laughs> and the funny thing is, when I left the store, I felt high on joy because I just took time to say, this girl is good. Hallelujah. That was almost a, that was almost a clapping right there. <laughs> we have to turn our blessings into praise as soon as your child says dada train them to say thank you and then the compound there that says not only thank you but please could I have this please thank you please you may have to write it on a wall this big and go through it every day. I used to think because you're you're joyful, you are grateful. I don't believe that. I believe because you have Jesus, you you have gratitude and that enhances your joy. Some of us, you need to get high on joy and increase your levels of gratitude and when somebody does something, just say thank you, thank you, thank you. And for all of our kids that are here today, you can actually thank your mother, father for a meal. Or another possibility is you make the meal every every Thursday night for your parents And you learn how to become a great cook. I don't hear the kids. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can thank the Lord for a lot of things. We're in Florida and not New York. It's cold up there. I'm thanking God for the Baltimore Ravens for Lamar Jackson, quarterback, eight and two. Pray for them today. I'm thankful for my wife who is here and she always says, go on, She blesses me. After each service, she gives me a little talk in the back and what happened and I wanna thank all of you. I think you're the most gracious congregation in the whole world. However, sometimes uh, we find ourselves not only remembering how we got out of the wilderness, but we find ourselves in a very difficult circumstance. David in the Bible says, even though, in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not fear for you are with me. Even though, even though you lost your job, even though you didn't pass the test, even though things didn't work out on that business venture, even though your mother-in-law doesn't still love you, even though life is hard, Even though, say it, even though, even though, though he says here, and he reminds us that the Lord is with us. His presence is there. And verse number five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So at our table of life, the enemies are seated at the table. I found the big three are fear, doubt, and discouragement. I believe the enemy works on you, and he works on me. You're not doing good enough. You didn't do this. Look at that. You'll never do that. And Jesus does not major in discouragement. The enemy tries to discourage you, and he wants to discourage you, so you quit. And when you quit, you get out of the will of God. And then he gets happier. Because now you have discouragement to the hundredth power. And if he can discourage you, he can take you out. And not only can he take you out, he can neutralize the effectiveness of what you're doing because he talks to us, am I right or not? He talks to us and tells us you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, You're not this, and you're not that. And we have to decipher the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the enemy that is seated at my table because if I listen to the enemy that is there present and not aware that his presence is greater and more powerful than the presence of the enemies that are sitting around my table... So I have to understand that the presence of God is not a myth. The presence of God is not something that just seems different. The presence of God is what changes us. The presence of God is what alters the circumstance. The presence of God in our our homes, around our tables, is what sustains us. When we are in the valley, this picture here, in the valley, say it, in the valley. The valley is where there's a sense, I'm hedged in, I'm surrounded, and the enemy is around me, and the enemy is trying to take you out of your faith, take you out of your calling, take you out of your future. We have to realize, the mountain may be a, way, a ways off, but when you're in the valley, you got to keep walking and say to yourself, the Lord is with me. You have to say to yourself constantly, the Lord is with me. Hallelujah. His presence is here, and He wants to make Himself known to us. What is different here than the Qantas Club? What is different here than the Chamber of Commerce meeting? What is different here than the Chemistry Club is that the presence of God is here in this place. Jesus the Good Shepherd is here. In this place, because we are here. And there's nothing like the presence of Jesus who ministers to us, who touches us, who speaks to us. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! One theologian says the table speaks of bounty, provision, and goodness. He has the table set for us, and we can enjoy his goodness, his presence, that he is with us. Hallelujah. Sometimes just being aware that he is there, and he is watching over us, taking care of us. And nothing's going to happen as we're in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. By the way, the valley is not our destination or dwelling place. Amen? Amen. I'll say it again. The valley is not our destination or our dwelling place. We are not living there. This is a pit stop. We're going on. We're going to the next place. And let me say this, that you can be in the valley, but the valley is not in you. You can be in the valley, and yet in the middle of the valley, you're on the mountain at the same time, because you have chosen that you are going to lean on the Lord. You're going to step into your destiny. You're going to see the unseen. You're going to speak the unspoken. You're going to rise in that circumstance. He thought he was going to take you out. And the enemy is after every single person to neutralize you. But you have to stand up and say, listen, I may not be, put that picture up. I may not be on that mountain and I don't see that blessing. And I haven't seen that healing yet. Last night, I think Judy was up all night. Her foot was not praising the Lord last night. I didn't get up till 3 o'clock. I don't know. I, God wakes me up and I'm praying for everybody in the church and names and praise God. Aren't children wonderful? I love children. Just thank God for children. I wasn't sure she was gonna come, but she said, I'm going to church. She couldn't walk, but she's here. She's my hero. <laughs> and I was praying at three o'clock. And I finally got up and you know, I said, you know what? I'm gonna live what we're talking about today. I'm gonna praise the Lord today. I'm gonna lift my voice, I'm gonna say hallelujah, I'm gonna glorify his name, I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna be happy, I'm gonna declare the promises of God, hallelujah, come on, say it, hallelujah. I'm not gonna allow the enemy to silence me. And in the name of Jesus, she is healed. And by God's grace I sleep, amen, hallelujah. God is good. Even though, even though I'm in the darkest valley, I'm going to praise him. It's amazing that the Apostle Paul, who spent a lot of time in the valley, he's in prison, and he writes, and he says, "From personal experience with God, He says, in First Thessalonians five, he said, "In everything." In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Don't you let your praise to be silent. Walk into your house, pull down that heaviness, and walk around there and start shouting. Start praising the Lord. Start saying glory to God. Start shouting, God is good. In the middle of your lack, you declare abundance. In the middle of your loss, you declare gains. In the middle of your confusion, you declare a word from God. And when we started this, it felt like the Holy Spirit, when I was studying, the Holy Spirit said, there are people in this room, and God is saying, the best, the promised land, The things you've dreamed of. They are coming. See them. Celebrate them. Shout them. Thank God for them. Get excited. Praise the Lord. Shout down the enemy. Shout down every fortress that comes against you. Walk around your house in the name of Jesus. Cast out those spirits of heaviness. Go in your son or daughter's. Room and something going on, and they're out. Come, walk around that bedroom and say, in the name of Jesus, take your hands off of my kids. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, there's a table, and we're seated there, and there's enemies. But let me set the record straight this morning that the presence of enemies is no indication that you're gonna lose, Because the presence of Jesus, the good shepherd, is there. And don't you see only the enemies? You see the goodness. And you see the blessing. And you declare it. The presence of the Lord. One day this week, I had been to the gym, as you can see. (laughs) And I often, most of the time, I have worship on. I like to worship and lift weights, work out. I came out of the gym, it just dark outside. I was listening to the song I mentioned a few weeks ago, O oh Lord, you're beautiful, your face is all I see. Song that we sang at our Jesus Festivals in the Rock House. As I was walking out, all of a sudden I was arrested with the unusual presence of the Lord. I actually stopped, the presence was so powerful. I raised my right hand, hopefully no one was looking. I raised my bag and I stood there for a moment, aware that Jesus was touching me. I was a bit shaken I walked down to my car, and at the moment I got ready to put my things in the car, a car approaches, sports car, convertible, and this girl says to me, where's the tennis court? (laughs) I leaned in the window, I said, I should know that. I thought for a minute. I said, it's not down there and it's not up there. I said, it has to be back there. Within one second, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and I leaned into her car and I said, I'm a pastor, can I pray for you? Thinking she'll drive off with my right arm. And she looked at me and I said, what's your name? She said, Linda. And I said, can I pray for you? And she said, don't make me cry, pray for Lauren. And I reached in and I took her hand like that. And their cars, of course waiting, flashing. And I said, Jesus, I pray for Linda and I pray for Lauren. Amen. For just a few seconds, I said, don't forget church in the sun. She was off. And then, it was such an incredible moment. I, 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 like, I couldn't move. It's like, you know how you know something is like, wow, I would never do something like that. And I stood by my Car there for a minute, and I was thinking, wow, God is really good. God is really wonderful. Deserves all the praise, and all the glory, and all the honor. David said, He forgives. All my sins he heals all my diseases he redeems me from death he crowns me with love and tender mercies he fills my life with good things he even renews my youth like the Eagles and we can't stop praising him He's awesome, and he says in Psalm 107, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't be silent. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I have this thing started a few months ago. I've never done this before. I have a proclivity. My mind will not stop if I wake up. Anybody else have that? Two people. And I've been starting in the middle of the night, Lord. When that happens, I praise you. Worship you, Jesus. Jesus. I glorify your name. I keep saying it. I praise you. I glorify you. Judy's asleep. I praise you. I glorify your name. And I find that the presence of God comes down on my bed. And I go from worry to worship. I go from me centered to Jesus centered. Hallelujah. Oh, say it with me. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good say it louder oh give thanks to the Lord say it louder oh give thanks to the Lord say it louder let your enemy at your table hear what you're saying oh give Listen up, discouragement. Oh, give thanks. Say it louder. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Say it louder. Stand to your feet and begin to shout it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Keep the lights on. Come on. Keep saying it. Put the scripture up. Put the scripture up. Oh, give thanks. Let your enemy hear it. Some of you haven't opened your mouth because the enemy has silenced you. Don't empower the enemy. Lift your voice. We're going to say this whole verse. You're gonna remember this verse in the middle of your wilderness experience. (laughs) I don't care whether you've been healed or haven't been healed, or you haven't seen God yet. He's good, and it's coming in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How many are in this room, you need a job? Put your hand up, I need a job. Put your hand up, you need a job, you need a promotion. Just put up both hands and thank God you got your job. The Lord is good. How many of you are going through a sickness? Put up your hand, some kind of ailment. Put your other hand up and begin to thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him. Now we're gonna say this, and we're gonna say the whole verse. And I want you to think about the thing that is harassing you at your table, the enemy that's at your table. And we're going to let let him know that we are not intimidated. We're not leaving this this place discouraged or defeated because he is good. Say it together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy. Say it again. Oh, give thanks. Now begin to praise and shout shout begin to praise Hallelujah <laughs> Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah
0: Hallelujah
1: Hallelujah Hallelujah Don't stop don't stop lift your voice lift your voice lift your voice lift your voice lift your voice, lift your voice. Lift your voice. No, this day that I have called you up to the mountain I've called you says the Lord to get up I have called you says the Lord to get up why are you embracing your enemies the Lord says why are you Nourishing your enemies. Why has the enemy captivated your thoughts? The Lord says on this day, get up. Get up. And turn yourself in to the blessings of the Lord. Shake it off. When you leave this place, the Lord says, shake it off and declare that everything you have asked for, he will supply. Hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah, hallelujah, Hallelujah. hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just In just a moment We are going as a Family of God To celebrate What Christ has done for us Through the cross And resurrection It's called the Holy Eucharist Or the Holy Communion Today it's going to be different We're going to sing these, This victorious song And I believe that As we take the cup And we take the bread and we're declaring until the Lord comes what he has done for us The Apostle Paul says I received from the Lord what I passed on to you the Lord Jesus night he was betrayed took bread when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying the cup is the new covenant in my blood to Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The blood of Jesus has power to break every chain. Break every chain. If you're not a part member of our church or part of our church, if you know the Lord, we will join together. If you're a guest, you may just wanna watch In just a moment, we're gonna go to these stations. There's one over here, one over here in the front, up in the balcony, around the sides. And let's, before you take communion, hold that bread up and say, the body of Christ is provided for my healing. I believe every time we pray and take communion, he heals our heart a little more. Most of our pain is in here, not in our bodies. So I want us, as we take this communion, that's something great, and take a friend or two around you, and we're going to just believe. How many are going to believe for healing all over the room here today? (laughs) Hallelujah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go to one of these stations. Take it privately and personally. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever. Whatever. Would you just thank the Lord for His body and His blood that was shed for us? I want to ask just for a moment, everyone, uh, just no one moving for just a second. It's a wonderful presence of the Lord here, isn't there? We always find Tremendous grace and love when we come to Christ, and he takes away our sins and makes it possible for us to be forgiven. And you may be here in this meeting, you may be watching online, and what you need is the forgiveness of Jesus. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he took our sins. He literally pardoned us that we could receive forgiveness and his grace and his mercy. In just a moment, I'm gonna count to three and maybe you're here You say, listen, pray for me. I wanna be forgiven. And I can assure you that Jesus will forgive your sins. We had so many in the first service that came to Christ and said, yes, I need to be forgiven. Guilt. Condemnation and shame is what the enemy lays on us that comes through sin. It's amazing how in one prayer, a heart can be changed, grace can be extended, and our lives are different. One prayer. So if you're here this morning or you're watching online, this can be your morning to say yes to Christ. I'm glad I did that one day. I've never regretted it. And there are many here today who said yes to Christ. Don't hold out. Maybe you knew God at one time, you've kind of drifted away. Take that step today. When it count to three, you just throw up your hand. One, two, three, throw it up. Throw it up, just say, yes, yes, I need to be forgiven. Do it, do it, all over the building. Do it right now, Jesus' name. Yes, do it, do it right now. Say yes to Jesus, wherever you are. I'm gonna ask those that lifted your hand or didn't, walk down the aisle, stand here. We're gonna have a, a prayer for you for one minute. Come wherever you are. Get out of your seat and come to Christ. Amen. Come right now. Come to Jesus. Wait just a moment. I give my whole life. Just let's just pray, everybody. You come. Come right now. Our Father, we pray for all those that are here, or those that are watching, that right now they will invite Christ into their lives, that every person will feel the grace and love and mercy of Jesus. I pray that you will extend your incredible, magnificent goodness And Lord, the people who that are here have drifted, they don't sense your presence anymore. I pray right now that you would do a new work in them, that they will invite Christ into their hearts. Ask for forgiveness of sin. Let grace, let your eternal life come to them. And Lord, I bless everyone in our congregation now as we go. Let this be an incredible week of celebration of your goodness. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Our guest party right now in the back. Hug somebody. Hug somebody.